Hello, people of God. How is everyone doing? I hope your Saturday has been beautiful and you are just prospering and really doing your own thing in the Lord. Amen. Like, I am so blessed. I'm so graced to be alive. I'm so blessed. Like, each and every day I wake up is a blessing. It, it's a renewal. It's a, a process of transformation that I can be more like Jesus is a blessing to me. So here we're on our time series. I'm just going to take a quick moment to post it and then we're going to pray and move along with the spirit. Amen. Okay, so we were on the time series, like I said, the whole of January was going to be given to the time series, so you're not going to be seeing any guests on here, just because the move of the Lord is slightly different this month, amen, Uh, but still, 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 it has been a blessing. If you haven't listened to episode one, done by the Holy Spirit, please, it is available on Anchor and available on our Instagram page. A tiny, tiny slip of bit of it is also available on YouTube. So if you want to, um, you know, stream from there, please do your best to stream. It is, it is amazing. It is just amazing. So we're back on episode two. I apologize. I was sick and I couldn't get myself together to like come on, but thank the Holy Spirit for strength. Um, so I'm going to move on to the next episode, episode two. Okay. And we're still on the time series. The topic for today is um, the translation of time between God and man. The translation of time between God and man. Okay. And um, I'm going to be sharing a couple of scriptures and I'm going to be telling you what the Holy Spirit said in it. But before I do anything, I really love to pray because I am not the person to relay his message. Okay. Um, The Holy Spirit himself is the speaker. So I'd like to pray and invite him to come and preach to us, to convict our hearts, and to transform us into the very image of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Okay, Lord Jesus, we bless you. Father, we give you all praise. We give you all adoration. We thank you so much for everything that you are. We thank you so much that, Father, Lord, we're alive in you, O oh God, that we've been able to meet here, O oh God, despite the circumstances, Lord Jesus. We pray that even as your message is about to be sent, O oh God, Holy Spirit, may you increase greatly and, Father, help us to decrease greatly. Father, Lord, we pray, O oh Lord, that, Father, Lord, you send your message out to us, O oh God, even to me, then to everyone that is on here that father lord you bless us help us to understand the times and seasons according to you and according to your word lord we bless you and we're so grateful we're so blessed for your presence and everything that you do for us in the name of jesus we pray with thanksgiving amen and amen and amen god bless you god bless you so i said um today's episode is the second episode okay and the the 
sermon is called the translation of time between god and man okay i'm going to um read second peter 3 8 from my phone because um like i said i wasn't feeling too good so i couldn't i couldn't like like get myself to write a lot but i'm going to read it from my bible on my phone okay so please bear with me as i open them okay second peter 3 8 here the lord says but do not forget this one thing dear friends with the lord a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years are like a day amen um this particular scripture my mom always like says it in the house i'm telling you there are a lot of things that i didn't understand or didn't like i had zero insights on until the holy spirit gave me insights on i mean i'd heard it a million times but i didn't understand anything okay and these these were one of the many scriptures okay here is saying that one day can be a thousand years in the lord's eyes or vice versa do you understand and um it says here that you shouldn't overlook it that you shouldn't forget that one day according to you one day can be thousand years in the lord's eyes okay and it says that here this is what the holy spirit says he says but do not overlook this one fact beloved that with the lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day this scripture supplies the information that the sequence of our timeline oscillates in god the sequence of your timeline oscillating god whilst you might be sitting there saying okay god we've been waiting for we've been waiting for three months now but i've been waiting for the job to send me an acceptance letter that you are ready to work and that come for an interview and everything it is literally like a thousand years in the lord's eyes okay and he goes on to say here that that therefore for every activity or establishment is founded on this principle whether an individual is ignorant about it or not so whether you know whether you know that a thousand years is one day or vice versa this is the principle of time the lord goes by the lord has exalted his word even above his name so he cannot the fact that you are going through pain and emotion does not warrant him to break protocol in that dimension for you do you understand and one thing i've come to learn is literally in this walk it is an emotionless walk like it is an emotion you can't attach emotions to loving god i said the love is not some form of emotion or feeling what i've learned past one year ago i can tell you that love is not an emotion no i feel that you know i feel something in my heart no love is moving past what you are feeling to come and do his bidding that is what love is i mean can you imagine the kind of love jesus showed that is what love is love is not i feel that i love this person or i have this feeling for this person no because when he was dying on the cross please (laughs) there was no feeling i'm begging you he could have said okay for the sake of the betrayal of these people i'm leaving but because of the love because of what he did in spite of how he was feeling that was how he created the basis of love okay and he goes on to say here that I already said it therefore for every activity or establishment is founded on this principle whether you are ignorant or not okay 
and he says here that the scriptural basis of what we call delay in this kingdom is founded on this principle that you and God have different sequence of time do you understand that you and god have different sequence of time so when the job is not coming when the marriage is not coming when the scholarship is not coming it doesn't mean he has delayed it just means the sequence of time is different so he's oscillating in different realms do you understand according to his realm he's doing his own thing and he knows everything is going to work out for your good according to your realm he's delaying and so he says here he says here the principle is what supports speed and restoration do you remember in the story of um joseph being taken out of the prison and pharaoh literally calling him to come and be the prime minister of egypt it said they brought joseph out of the prison hastily sometimes it comes hastily other times it looks slow but god is saying here that he doesn't work with slowness slowness is not a part of his attributes so if he's slow just know that the sequence of time is different it is different he goes on to say that the inability to be aware of this calendar layout is the reason for distrust frustration and impatience in god this is why we're impatient there have been times where literally i've cried like i'm like ah but father i prayed for this i prayed at first i've done everything i know what to do have literally engaged all the the principles of the spirit i know how to do and yet still yet still i'll give you an example last year what even happened i, I mean i don't have a reason for this but last year i was taking an advanced chemistry course right and i was like hi because me i want to become a doctor if you know me i love medical stuff okay um I took it and I, I can't tell you how it dismantled me and got me to my lowest. And literally, the lesson I took out of it is God be my priority and not school. That, that, that was it. Because I prayed, I fasted. School was everything to me. According to me, school was the only way we succeeded. Okay. Even though God was there, according to me, school was the only way we succeeded. Okay. And I was doing everything possible. Just reading. I would sleep at 5 a.m. I didn't, I didn't care. Like, I was so desperate to pass the class because, like yo if i'm applying for somewhere it would look good on my resume okay i didn't i didn't take into consideration that ah maybe god is god let me tell you god is the key to every success every other thing is a step i'm telling you this i beg you do not prioritize your work or anything else over god you will lose and miss at it big time so here i was and ah, me last year they've given me you know best student and things and then this year i'm failing a 51 percent in advanced chemistry somebody hold me so this this was my reality and i was like what's going on because anything that i would learn in that that course concerning that course i'll forget like it was almost like my mind could not hold on to information that was how bad it was okay and in that season, I was at my lowest. Oh my goodness. I, I had a 51 in the class. I had a lot of allegations against me in school. It literally went to different like teachers. Oh my God, it, it was bad. It was bad. I can't begin to give you the information, but it was bad. In it all, when I realized that, now nah, Demi, you're, you're getting something wrong here, and that you need to reroute, 
and invest your time in the things of God rather than think about school. I'm, I'm not saying school is bad, please. I love school. Trust me, I'm a nerd. But God is the ultimate, okay? When I learned that, when I learned that principle, my life changed. Like, my life turned around 360. 360 degrees turn. I, I went from literally a 51 to an 87. Listen, a 51 failing to a high B in literally two weeks or one week. I'm not even joking. God is my witness. Holy Spirit, see, I can't lie. I can't lie. That was what happened. When I learned that, that was what happened. So, when something is not happening in your life, it is not It is not for you to say that, ah, Father, you are wasting time. I mean, all my mates are getting married. I said, what would be painful, what would be painful is God is telling you to sow in this period and you are saying, Father, let's harvest, let's harvest, let's harvest because everybody else is harvesting. You see, that's how, that's, I said yesterday, that's how we, we live the destinies of other people. God is saying, okay, in this season, I need you to be an intercessor. So at this time, wake up, wake up and pray. And I say, ah, Father, I mean, I haven't had, I've been married for so, so and so years. I haven't had a child. God is saying, learn to intercede for your children. Learn to pray the realities of me and make it existent in your children's life before I bring a child. And you don't understand. Like, we just don't understand. And so the Holy Spirit goes on to say, if we are not aware of these things, this is what will cause distrust, frustration, and impatience in God. I, I went on to the next scripture, okay? Second Peter 3, 9. And I'll read it from my phone because um, I didn't... I, I didn't write it down. The rest of the scriptures I did write down though. Okay, so Second Peter 3, verse 9, okay? It says here, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise as some understand slowness instead he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish oh my goodness but everyone to come to repentance okay now <clears throat> when i read this scripture i was like no 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 holy spirit definitely has something to say about this okay and he says here inefficiency or or inability to be timely is not a characteristic of god so when it comes to god listen when it comes to the things of god never put in the equation that father you are wasting time and you are being slow no 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 he says here inefficiency or inability to be timely is not a characteristic of god the consistency of God with the principle in Peter, Second Peter, verse three eight. I already relayed the principle already. I said that. I said that God's sequence of time or his his time sequence is different from ours. So when nothing is happening in your life. It doesn't mean he's delaying. It just means according to his calendar, he's not supposed to be doing certain things at this time, okay? And he goes on to say here that the consistency of God with the principle in Peter verse, 2 Peter verse 8, is the reason why most people of God associate his inactiveness for slowness. God is not always talking and God is not always moving. People of God, if anyone is telling you that God is talking, is always talking, like you always hear from God, is a lie. <laughs> it is a lie. Please, God is not always talking and He's not always moving. 
if you check Ecclesiastes, right, he says what? There's a time to sow. Then there's a time to harvest. There's a time to die. And there's a time to be born. So there's a time when nothing will work in your life. I've gotten there. I will get that another point in my life. There is no autopilot life. If somebody's life is on autopilot, trust me, you are being deceived. You are being deceived. Okay. So he says here that he says here that one of the one of the abstract differences between mortals and God is God has the quality that eliminates the time element. He doesn't factor time into his equation. While she's sitting there saying, okay, father, I was supposed to get this degree at this time and time has passed. Like he's not factoring time into the equation. I'll give you an example. I was held back in school. Okay. Whilst all my mates were like in high school and doing all what all the things that they wanted to do and, you know, having their fun, jumping from one place to another, I was literally on shutdown for like seven months no school that that was me and i was thinking ah but father you're wasting time i need to be going to school like what is happening like all oh, my mates are doing this that doing that and i'm sitting home and god he, like i couldn't but replace god like there was nothing i could do about it if he says seven months you're sitting home you're sitting home and waiting okay so this is one of the abstract differences between mortals and god that he has the quality that eliminates the time element into his creation okay okay the scripture further the scripture the scripture further implies that implies that normality would present the comprehension of slowness but rather in truth okay Okay, God has favored the patient nature in order for men to be him before they get the blessings. Okay, so one thing that God does is he learns to make you patient and he puts you in the state where when you receive the very things he has ordained for you to receive, you will not mess it up. Okay, so I know that many of us, maybe God has called you to be a prophet. I always use this example. And you haven't seen a vision. It doesn't mean that God does not care about you or he doesn't, he doesn't think you are worthy enough of being a prophet that he has chosen somebody else over you. No, what could be happening right here is maybe you could be teaching you to be patient with people okay to be patient before he hands you that mantle of the prophetic he will not just hand it to you when your status is not ready to handle what he's giving you do you understand what i'm trying to say so god makes sure that you are in your you are in your the best position or you are at the best level of receiving before he gives to you so sometimes that's the reason for what we call delay or slowness it is not necessarily that god has not answered your prayer or that he sees you less than everybody else let me tell you nobody is qualified no matter what you see no matter what you think everybody has no matter the level of anointing nobody is qualified in themselves okay he has chosen everybody from a different background and has literally lifted everybody up according to his grace so what i came to tell you today through the holy ghost is his slowness what you call slowness does not mean he's absent he's just simply breaking you and making you into the tallest i said this you know what 
I read the, the scriptures in First um, Samuel, okay? And in First Samuel, it says that Saul was the tallest, literally. Saul was the tallest. And what God told me, sometimes he has to break you and dismantle you and build you to be the tallest amongst your mates or the tallest amongst your peers, okay? So when he's doing things like this, it's not to dismantle you or to put you in a place of discomfort, no. Much more than that, he's putting you in a position where you can be able to uphold the mantle and not come down quickly that's what god does okay and in matthew 3 8 it says here bear fruit in keeping with repentance okay bear fruit in keeping with repentance bearing fruit means bearing fruit in the spirit and walking in the ways of jesus i said here the holy spirit taught me there are two types of purpose there is not one purpose for a man okay my earring came out let's just pull this one out okay so there's two types of purpose for every man number one your universal purpose in god that is the transformation how you are meant to become the christ the christ is not some form of spiritual figure we always look at and say okay jesus came to die for me and you know we worship him and we go no the very existence of him on this earth implies that you are supposed to become like him if you were not supposed to become like him he wouldn't come in the form of a man and be born he wouldn't show you what a whole lifetime will look like do you understand so he's saying that you have to bear the fruit of the spirit and walk in the ways of jesus that's your first universal purpose more than doing what god has told you to do your first purpose is to know jesus your second purpose is to be transformed and then it moves on to your individual purpose what the lord has told you to do the speciality of the purpose or the mantle he has given you what you ought to do do you understand so number one your universal purpose you must become the christ not look like him not carry some fruit of the spirit and no not carry others do you understand you must look like him and become him that you are the Christ. And he says what? Verily truly, that if you believe in me and believe in my works, you will do even greater. I think that in this <laughs> in this modern age, we really diminish the power of what he said. Because it is possible for you to become the Christ. That's why he left a spirit. Spirits have leverage over mortals. He didn't leave a duplication of himself. He left a spirit. And I said here, Every time you see spirit and mortal, mortal, this thing decreases the power of the spirit. But God gave us his Holy Spirit in order to pass, override that. Do you understand? So anytime we have spirit and we have mortal, know that no matter what the spirit is, whether it is good or bad, it is more powerful in itself than the flesh added with the spirit. It is like water and oil. This thing is like water and oil. That's why we're always at a battle. We're always fighting, okay? Because the spirit and the body are always fighting because this is water and oil, okay? And so, the spirit of the Lord says, bear the fruit of the spirit and walk in the ways of Jesus even before you think about accomplishing 
what he has told you to do or before you think about being receptive to the things that you you want from him do you understand you must be transformed into the version ready for those things not just father give me not just father you are wasting time not just father i've been praying about this breakthrough for several times it has never come what is happening all, all those all those questions we ask god it is not relevant okay the thinking should become the christ and then you attain purpose and destiny you realize that even in himself from age 12 age 12 it says they found him in the temple because he needed to he needed to lay out a certain pattern for you to understand you just don't start destiny and expect to you know move on to purpose it doesn't work like that if you are not transformed you will go back down that is what the holy spirit is saying okay and even in genesis 7 verse 5 to 6 it says here and noah did according to all that the lord commanded him so according to what the what god commanded him and what he did he didn't open the door for the rain to come do you understand it didn't it didn't make the flood come it wasn't because you obeyed god that the flood came to pass this is how the times oscillate between us and god the fact that you obey god and you've you've literally engaged all spiritual principles does not mean time does not mean you would receive what god has told you you would receive do you understand if god has given you a word and you stay true to it it doesn't mean the next day you receive it no it says here it says here and noah was 600 years old when the flood of the waters came upon the earth aha uh-huh, this is it that he was 600 years old when the flood when the uh, waters came upon the earth means this is what god was looking for that this is his time for him to move if it is not the time for god to move please i beg you don't try and use tears don't don't use tears don't use emotions just know that it is not his time for him to move as he says in the scriptures that a thousand years is like a day and vice versa okay amen 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 so second corinthians 6 verse 2 second corinthians 6 verse 2 i'm going to read the scriptures and tell you what the holy spirit says it says here for he says in a favorable time i will listen to you and a day of salvation i have helped you behold now is the favorable time behold now is the day of salvation it says what in a favorable time many of us are looking at seasons in our lives and they're like father it's, it's favorable the soil is fertile why won't you sow this seed but the holy spirit says here there's a time there's a time conducive for the existence of favor okay the fruitfulness of a season does not validate favorable climate let me explain to you let me give an example if people come from a very wealthy country okay a country that can afford to a country that can afford to um have irrigation even through the dry season and they are planting and sowing and harvesting and everything is fruitful it does not mean that the climate is 
favorable. It only means that fruitfulness is available. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It doesn't mean that the climate is favorable. It just means they found other dimensions of doing things such that they can still make the land fruitful and they can still bear fruit. Do you understand? So in favorable times, are when we are listening to because the atmosphere is pleasant and it holds the capacity to show listening listen it holds the capacity to show listening and harvest a move so god does not just listen to your problems like everybody else do you understand as i said me if you don't have a solution to my problem uncle if you don't have a solution to my problem i'm not coming to tell you anything that's one thing about me i do not and this is a strength the Holy Spirit gladly and I don't know. He gives me all the time. Like, I do not tell people my problems if you do not have a solution to it. Most times, people will just empathize. But past empathy, what is the solution to this? If I don't see that you have a solution to it, you are not hearing my problems. Okay. Now, he says here. Oh, dear. My feet are hurting. He says here. In listening... Or in conditions that are not favorable, listening will fail to take place. If conditions are not favorable, listening will fail to take place. Listening will fail to take place. What you harvest will be contrary to the move of God. So anytime God listens in a favorable condition or in a favorable atmosphere, he sows the seed of listening and he harvests a move he harvests a move for you okay and the holy spirit says here that listening will fail to take place and what you think will be harvested will be contrary to the move of god let me explain he says here first samuel 8 verse 1 first samuel 8 verse 1 it says here this is what the king would who will reign over you will claim as his rights he will take your sons and make them serve with chariots and horses and they will run in front of his chariots do you understand what i'm saying so over here it is the time where god is telling the israelites that look you are saying that you need a king but i am your king and they weren't understanding he said okay fine you can you can get a king but what listen what they received was not a king Saul was not a king he didn't know how to he didn't know how to eliminate self and do god do you understand so he was not a king and so if you are not willing to wait for your favorable atmosphere for god to listen you will think that what you are doing is making him listen and there will be a move but what you will receive it will not be the move of god just like this one first samuel 8 verse 11 they received a king in quote a king but he was not a king do you understand because he found a way even though god gave him his throne to sit on he found a way of dethroning himself so he was not a king he was not somebody who had the readiness of a heart of a king do you understand and even in acts verse one it says here it is not for you to know the times and the dates that the lord has set by his own authority so Please, no matter who you are, I don't, I don't, I don't know if maybe I don't care if you have a huge prophetic anointing. Do you know there are sometimes that things will literally hit you down, but you will not see from God. Do you know there there are sometimes where you cannot literally discern 
the next season of your life. It doesn't mean you are spiritually lazy. It just means that this principle is applied. That it is not for you to know the times and the dates of the Father that he has set by his own authority. Okay. But you receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. When? It's not, it's not when the Holy Spirit comes on you. It's not when you cry or when you think you should receive or when you think you are ready. Listen, what many of us do is we actually ask God for things that we're not prepared to handle. That's what we do. I'll learn something from Ruth, okay, and Boaz, the story of Ruth and Boaz. And it says that Ruth created literally six, um, I don't know how you call it, but I, would, I, I don't remember the name of what she created, but she literally made a safe space for Boaz to bless her. Okay, and that's the point where God wants to get you to. He doesn't want premature lifting to be your portion. That you would rise quickly and then later you will be a story of tragedy to many. So what he does is he keeps you in the wilderness for a long time. And according to Revelations, it says what? The wilderness is for nourishment. The wilderness is not to to tear you apart or to keep you stranded or to um literally make stagnation take place no the wilderness is to build you into such a way that you are ready for the next level of grace and that when you receive it you will not mess it up do you understand and so we move on to the next point the next point i'm going to um i'm going to continue from where i stopped okay but he says But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judah, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus goes on to say, The act of perceiving dates or possible times convenient for God's move and response will only inconvenience you emotionally. If you are sitting down perceiving dates and times of possible possible ways, okay, convenient for God's moves, moves and response, you will be inconvenienced emotionally. Okay, and he says here that the Bible produces the fullness as to walking in the reality that does not specialize in the physical faith faith i'll take it again the bible produces fullness as to working in the reality that does not specialize in the physical faith because it says what faith is the evidence of things that are seen they are present they are just unseen to the mortal eyes okay so over here he's telling you not to perceive the times and seasons that you claim or you think is is convenient for the move of God to take place because you'll be inconvenienced emotionally. Let me give you an example. I'm sure Sarah, you know, the wife of Abraham probably thought, okay, I'm, I'm in my 20s now. I'm in my late 20s now. I'm ready to have a child for, for my husband and things like that. And God is saying, well, according to my calendar, <laughs> I, this is not happening, okay? And she waits decades pass and at 90 the spirit appears and it's like okay um god says you're going to have a child at 90. now if she had sat there in her 20s and in her 30s planning and making ways and and making 
um, dates and times available and convenient for God to move should have been emotionally inconvenienced. Do you understand? Let me tell you, this is this is the reason why majority of us have no patience and will end up. I pray it doesn't happen like that, and God forbid, but we'll end up leaving the faith because we're, we're setting times and days for God to move. And if God is not moving in this season, then we're emotionally inconvenienced. God, why? Why is this happening to me? I, I thought you loved me. You said all of this. I mean, you can't question God, okay? It says here that the Bible produces fullness as to walking in as to walking in the reality that pro- that does not specialize in the physical faith until one makes a choice to bring forth his spirit or until god makes a choice sorry to bring forth his spirit in a season of the right we would not be termed as witnesses okay so until god says you will be a witness of goodness. You will be a witness of childbirth. You will be a witness of scholarship. You will be a witness of, name it, um, jobs with six figures. Sister and brothers in the faith, you are not going to see anything. You will just have to be taking leaps of faith. You know, um, anytime I'm sad or anytime I am, I'm, I'm at my lowest, this one thing that God, and I don't, like I have not heard from God concerning something and I'm, Super duper duper frustrated. This is what God says. Okay, remember David? I said yes. And he says, David maximized grace through trust and faith. Okay. He didn't hear from me when he was going to kill Goliath. He didn't, David never heard a voice saying, okay, you are going to be successful in doing this. Do you understand? You're going to, you're going to successfully kill Goliath. So anytime I am sad anytime I am down and I I don't hear from God. I always remember that word that he told me that Demi learned to maximize grace even through faith and trust. You are not always going to hear from me. You are not always going to hear my voice loud and clear. In some instances, yes, the conditions will be favorable, but in those times where they are not favorable and you need to overcome Goliath to save Israel, Make sure that you are maximizing grace and faith. If I've helped you to overcome obstacles in the past, definitely in the present, there will be no difference. The only difference is you would have to learn to maximize grace even through trust and faith. Amen. And he says here, in their ignorance about the times, readily set a time for his arrival, we ought to even when you are ignorant about the time where the breakthrough of God is coming, he says here that you ought to prepare a placing or an accommodation for his fullness when he arrives. That you need to create a place for his fullness when he arrives. Okay. And he says here that if you are supposed to sow now, learn what people do when they harvest listen if you're having a seed now and (laughs) literally god is saying okay sow this seed and the seed is going to take about five years to fully come to life and death result you shouldn't just sow the seed and move on with your life what god is saying is sow the seed and make sure you learn what people do during their harvest so that when you get to your season of harvesting you are not totally lost as to what to do and what should take place at that time or at that setting okay it is unwise to 
ask God for his presence and and wise to ask God for the very things that you want to have and not prepare yourself to receive them. I mean, even if I were God, I won't give you, but (laughs) that's why I'm not God, okay? Even if I were God, I will not give you because we need, in this generation, we need people that can forbear literally their mantles. Let me tell you, if you think mantles come with... um, all grace and no sorrow. I think that, that's that's one of the biggest lies I've ever heard. Mantles come with lots of sorrow. Mantles, ma- mantles come with um, lots of blood shedding. Actually, just like um, Jesus died on the cross so we could have eternal life, and He could be set as the Christ on the earth and in the heavens. That is exactly how mantles are. You would have to shed blood. You would have to cry. You would have to maximize take a leap of faith literally do stupid things and and in quote stupid things and take a leap of faith and take a leap of faith knowing knowing that god will come through for you okay and so these these were the scriptures that the lord gave me and these were the very explanations that he gave me i do apologize people of god and like i said i wasn't feeling too well um but holy spirit has given us strength to come on here so we do not take that for granted god bless you everyone and i really really hope that you have a wonderful day but even before we go i just really want to pray that even as we've heard these words that we know that god has a different calendar that pertains to our greatness than we do okay and so in sight of that and in light of that we cannot um compare ourselves to one another if another man is harvesting and another man is sowing it doesn't mean that one person is lazy and the other person is irrelevant and the other person is more proactive than another okay in some cases it could be like that but then it also means that the calendar of god has not set a man ready to sow yet or to harvest yet but in all of that he's still thinking about you and in all of that he still has your best interests at heart i always say this and i continue to say this nobody i repeat i don't care who has proposed to you i don't care how many times the person has told you i love you nobody can love you like god okay god is the only person that would literally be clapping for you when you're climbing the mountain men will only clap when they see you on the mountain and you are visible god will clap for you even as you are climbing the mountain and you are toiling he's the he's your biggest fan literally nobody can love you like god God is the person who sticks closer than a brother, okay? And I'm begging you, do not replace or put anybody there. Even if it is your pastor or your spiritual leader, I'm begging you, don't let him take the place of God. Nobody will have your back and will go through the fairness with you like God. God bless you, beloved. And I really hope that you have a wonderful day. I would like to pray and then pray for any new convert that you are, you are hearing what I'm saying and you're saying, ah, I want to I want to get to know God. I want to get to know this God. I'm I am really urging you and really telling you today that this is the best decision you ever make in a lifetime. Okay. More than um more than succeeding in life, more than hitting milestones, more than getting married. This is the best decision you ever make in your life okay and i like to um pray with you so if you're here with me please say this prayer after me oh god okay lord i've heard your word today 
I believe that you are the son of God, Jesus, and that you came to die for me. I believe in your power. I believe in your word and I believe in your spirit. Today I hand my life over to you and I ask that you walk the journey of life with me. Father, I pray that the power of sin and anything that is not of you and of hell is broken over my life. I pray that you walk with me in truth. And Lord, I may be your own from today. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you said that short word of prayer with me, please, 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 please text me. We're in this journey together. Trust me, before we rise, we laugh. We walk this journey of life together. Nobody has to figure it out. Nobody has to perfect, but we're all journeying in God. It is a journey, and till the day we die, we will never actually come to an end of the journey. It's a journey. So there are times when we get tired, and there are times when we feel like we shouldn't move on and all of that. But trust me, it is a journey that is worth it in God. Amen. People of God, I really like to say a short word of prayer and really thank the Holy Spirit for His presence and thank Him for His availability. Even as uh, we came here, I could not bring the word to you. Trust me. I cannot even begin to tell you uh, how I was feeling this morning. But um, Holy Spirit really gave us strength. And so I do apologize if I was not clear on certain things. I would make sure to put it on the podcast and do a better job, people of God. I really do apologize. But um, know that we really love you and God does much more. Um, okay, so I'd like to pray. Father, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we're so grateful for your presence and your blessings and everything that you represent, oh God. We do not take you for granted. Father, even as you've come, we say thank you, God. We know that, Father Lord, we're not qualified. But you qualify us, oh God. And Father Lord, we know that you are leveraged above everything else, oh God. We thank you for walking with us, oh God. We pray that you keep us at our lowest, Lord Jesus. That Father Lord, you help us to draw from you each and every time, oh God. We thank you for everything that you represent in our lives. And Father, we are most grateful for your blessings and for everything that you do, Lord Jesus. We pray, oh God, that Father, you continue to teach us, oh God, and you help us, oh God, to be not only sayers or listeners of your word, but Father, Lord, doers of your word, that we will put them to action and that each and every day we live will be transformed into the figure of Jesus. We thank you. We worship you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you, people of God. I'll see you here on, when is it, Friday? Okay, God bless you. God bless you. God bless all all Christian pages. You are all amazing. And, and God used you mightily. I pray for every Christian channel, every Christian page, any church, um, 